You're listening to The Swingdom, the champion podcast of the year. Two guys, 28 clubs, zero putts given, with your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. I'm still mad about this. It's okay. Seven It'll o'clock right. in the morning. So, maybe, maybe you could just go and hit balls. Well, that's the thing is like, even if the course is open, the range will be shut. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to go there Friday night and like set, set something up for myself. Yeah. Like hide a bucket of balls somewhere. Yeah. Or steal it. Just put it in your car. Yeah. Unlock the place myself at six o'clock in the morning, get a bucket of balls, warm up, drink a whole bunch of coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, should I just cough in their backswings? Yes. All right. You ready? Yeah. You're listening to The Swingdom, the champion podcast of the year. Two guys, 28 clubs, zero putts given, with your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to The Swingdom. I am Ben Ridner. I am a 10.5 handicap. I play Cobra Clubs. I've got some Clevelands thrown in there. I'm here with my best golfing buddy, Gunner. He plays Titus Clubs, and he's he's a handicap of 8.2. That's fair. I'll take it. Is that all right? I put you up two points because you haven't played in such a long time. That's right. Well, I played recently, but yep. yeah, that's fair. Hey, guess guess what? What? I got to watch golf this weekend. I know. Me too. So good. <laughs> I got to feel like not a liar and watch some golf. <laughs> oh man how great was that i mean i had to watch it on a teeny tiny screen but it was still worth it same totally worth it yeah. and plus, plus we had like two watch parties so that was great yeah yeah we we had a black we made 20 bucks on hot mic oh no thanks everybody for thank you guys hot mic. yeah um if you haven't yet download the app hot mic use the code word golf and you can hang out with us while we uh we respond to your messages on hot mic and have an absolute blast watching some yeah. golf it is a blast. We had a bunch of guests on yesterday too. Uh, real quick, how much is the Hot Mic app? What does that set you back? Three, four bucks? No, it's it's free, isn't it? It is free. It's free. Just download it. Sync yep. it to your TV. Watch us hang out. It's a good time. Have a good old time. Plus, then you avoid like Brandel Shambly talking about golf. It's us. Yeah. We could he's, be as crotchety. Yeah. yeah, we could be as crotchety, but we are only crotchety about things that aren't golf related. Yeah. That may or may not come up. The only so time I'm good. I'm crotchety about golf related things is when I have to get up early in the morning. <laughs> You're just gonna have to do it. I'd rather play golf in the pitch black with a light up golf ball at like two o'clock in the morning than be up at like I've gotta be up at like five, four thirty, five o'clock to like have a shower, drink mm-hmm. some coffee. Like get like oxygenate, oxygenate, get the blood pumping. Yeah. So like, and then I've got to try to be civil. Mm-hmm. I've got to try to be like, uh, oh, I'm new to the golf club. I'm gonna be nice to the these these guys. Mm-hmm. When I really just want to be like, hate hate you. Yeah, I hear you. I'm, to be fair, I'm not gonna say I hate you. I'd say we could have been friends. We could have been friends. <laughs> you could have like, made this so much easier on all of us, and we could have right. been friends. These guys are retired, so they have, like, they have, they're sort of, like, picking and choosing exactly when they want to play. Yeah. And I'm like, I, like I've got work to do. There's work. Mm-hmm. I've got to do podcast stuff. I've got to do YouTube stuff. Like, mm-hmm. seven in the morning is, is rough, is rough. It is tough. All right. That's enough That's about right. golf this week. I'll probably talk about that as my golf at the end of the show as well. Uh, you, got, <laughs> you got anything in the news? Yeah, we have a, a couple. First, I want to say that um, it's been a tough week across, across the U.S., and it's been a tough week uh, globally. Yes. Um, especially when it comes to um, social and racial justice. Um, and I thought I wanted to I wanted to just make mention of Harold Varner the third and Jay Monahan sitting down and on TV and just really having an all out conversation about yeah. 
how golf can um, make a difference, how um, how the history of golf isn't very um, spotless no. as it likes to pretend it is. Mm-hmm. And well, most sports, right? I mean, yeah, all sports, but but golf, you know, golf golf has uh, definitely not been at the uh, forefront of change. In no the past no, no no and so harold varner the third and sat down with jay monahan and they they really hashed everything out harold varner the third really put his his um player reputation on the line for it and everything went well and then he ends up playing like like he, a sh- beast. he shot lights out three days in a row he was so good yeah, he had a hard time on sunday um yeah i think really the end result could have only been better if he had won so I don't um, want to. Well, I don't that was good. Too much into this, but I, I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, other than Tiger Woods, yeah, and Harold Varner the third. Mm-hmm. Do you know any? And I'm not going to say people of color because I know there are plenty of of Asian players and South American players and and people with different skin tones. But do you know any African American descent golfers other than those two? I was I was trying to find who to reach out to, um, which we we did reach out. Yeah, to no, because, I was just curious if you knew of any on the, like specifically the PGA Tour. Well, I do. the The two that come to mind are Charlie Sifford and Lee Elder. No, no, no. I mean, uh, like today. No, not to, yeah. there. The no. The point I'm trying to make is that this is a like this is a grassroots issue. It is, is no. This is, absolutely. Yeah. Like, this isn't, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, if golf wants to make this right, which they very easily can do, they need to mm-hmm. figure out how to get golf clubs into the hands of inner city kids of any race. Because you, you just don't see anybody coming from an urban background coming into the golf game. Now, I will say, so, uh, Gavin, my son, plays on a tour through the PGA, yeah, um, a junior tour, and... There are, there is such a wide ranging group of kids from all um, ethnicities and um, financial backgrounds. And so it's moving there. Yeah, it's fantastic, especially at the junior level. I see it a lot at the collegiate level. I just don't see, I think the hardest part isn't getting kids started in it. I think there's this this massive gap in what it so if you let's say you play baseball in college Mm -hmm. right when you get signed to an mlb team and you play in single a Mm -hmm. you don't have to pay any money you may not get paid a lot of money but you don't but you you don't, don't yeah you don't pay to play no where i think like i think that's the biggest issue in golf right now is that if you want to go pro at any capacity like mm-hmm. you need twenty five to forty grand to play on a on a junior tour. It it gets it it gets really expensive. Yeah. So I mean, if the PGA really wants to help diversify itself, they've got to figure out a way to make it cheaper for the average top level golfer to have access. Now, I will say there are like waivers you yeah, can yeah you get exemptions for, and things like that. Um, and and actually, our section, the Middle Atlantic section of the pga um and if they might they might have it in other sections obviously i'm just more aware of this one yeah um but they have a uh the pga reach program yeah which um actually gears itself towards um uh minority players um people in the game who who are or people who are interested in the game but really don't have the financial stability to be a part of it but have a true interest and it's like a it's like an internship basically for younger players it's really cool do you know how much it costs to play in a pga champ to play in a pga level tournament for a player i want to say it's are you are you are you saying just the um like just the sign-up fee isn't that like three grand no it's a hundred dollars Oh, that's it? Yeah, they kept it historically at $100. So if you're a PGA pro, you have your card. It uh-huh. costs you $100 to play in a PGA Tour event where you were eligible of winning over $7 million. Oh, you know what? I was I'm, – I'm sorry. I got – You knew mis- that. I think you told me that. 
I I was I'm not I asked any you of this, this out. I asked you the question of how much and you answered it and then I disregarded your answer and went to the average cost of like airfare and yeah. fees and, yeah. and I completely I asked for clarification and then I threw it out the window. You did. You did. On average <laughs> per tournament it costs about 3 grand to play when you count airfare and and but if you're if you're usually if you're like on that, the PGA yeah. tour like your your sponsors are paying those fees like that's your sponsorship deals are covering a lot of that yeah I'm whereas cost wise that's what it if costs. you're playing in like the desert like not the desert classic the um what's the one that's happening in Arizona right now I don't know oh there's it's like the the mini tours like there's the Sunshine oh, State yeah. mini tour mm -hmm. and then there's like the Cactus tour that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So they get like 125 players in that mm -hmm. just to sign up for the tournament is upwards of $2,500 mm. and they're playing for like a purse of like 15 grand. So the winner yeah. walks away with like 3000. Yeah. You basically win to break even. Yeah. So it's like, imagine, imagine at the triple a level or imagine in college basketball or football, Mm -hmm. You had to pay for your own travel. Yeah. You know what I mean? How many undrafted NFL players, like, make it big? Not a lot. A decent amount. You, Not, I mean, you hear you hear about probably five or six of them a year. You know, Philip Lindsay comes to mind. Yeah. From the Denver Broncos. Shout out. Tom Brady was almost undrafted. He was. I think. I think he had to. He probably had to pay the. He probably had to pay the Patriots to take him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give. I'll give you five thousand dollars. Just say my name, please. Yeah. Um, I know, like Jer I think Jeremy Lin of the New York Knicks, who now plays with the Raptors, who then played with the Spurs. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he was undrafted. He played for Harvard. Like there, cool. it's. The th I think the thing is it's not so much out of pocket in those leagues. Whereas like, imagine, imagine to play in the G league, it costs you a thousand dollars a game, a game. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. They'd be sort of like, okay, we're like, not yeah. like the, the, let me put it this way. The league would have a much different look. There is a big difference between the pro level and the low pro level. Yeah. Um, when it comes to cost and it's unfortunate and yeah. golf, golf historically has that issue where it's it's expensive for equipment it's yeah. expensive to play on a course you if know you're not it, sponsored you're putting out like three grand for clubs well and especially if you like let's we're we're lucky because we live in an area where there's like eight golf courses and yeah. five of them are reasonably priced reasonably but, priced is still like four or five grand a year yeah but that that's what i mean but like let's say let's we say consider that reasonably in, priced that's not that's, that's like not as, okay right it, to be fair it's still less expensive than health insurance but let's but, also say you live in an area where it's let's say you live near pinehurst that's not cheap no and that's that those are all the golf courses if your are right closest there. if your closest course is like creighton farms right you're in trouble <laughs> <laughs> or you happen to live near uh pebble beach yeah i don't have that kind of money to well, just go if and you play live on pebble Sunday. beach i hope you have that kind of money to belong to the golf course because the house is cheap but live near it yeah like, yeah no i'm with it. you and i don't know the area but yeah but you know some people who might be interested in golf say yeah. oh like a hundred bucks around i can't do that i'll no. never i'm never getting into this but to i really be fair want like i have a hard time being like ooh, 20 bucks around yeah. No, maybe not twenty bucks around. Ooh, fifty dollars around. I'm not yeah, sure oh, about yeah. that. Yeah, fifty bucks. That gets tough. Yeah. So, all right. That's that's. We would like to thank everybody for putting up with us through that 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 interesting part of the news. Make golf for everyone. Yeah. All right. Make golf great for everyone again. That's right. Um, what else do we have? Camilo Vajegas. Uh. Yeah, I I was reading short. about this morning. Yeah. Um. Golf is a good distraction, apparently. It is. Uh, shout out to him and yeah, uh, his family. We, Best we wish we wish him well. Mm -hmm. um, his daughter has uh, brain and spine tumors. Um, yeah, she's apparently 
She's at the yeah. Jack Nicholas uh, Child Medical Facility in Miami, Orlando, mm-hmm. Orlando. Which all the as, and peace th- for her. Yeah, which I think we all know that is that's one of the best child facilities in the yeah. world. So yeah. best of luck to them. Yeah. Um, can I get oh. can I get can I get fired up again? You wanna you wanna get fired up for the end of the news? Yeah. All right. Quick shout out to Next Gen Golf for uh, featuring us. Yeah. Thank um, you guys. In, yeah, in their um, best golf entertainment uh, podcast list. That's news. Uh, we made their list. Yeah, we did make a we made like a substantial list. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Next Gen Golf is really great, and they also sponsor this thing called City Tour. Um, if you guys go and uh, check them out, uh, they they run like a like like a team tour in major cities across the United States. So anybody here in the U.S., uh, go check them out. That's what I got. Yeah, please. All right, yeah. I'm getting I'm getting fired up. Go get fired up. Brady Chanel. <laughs> he can't stay out of the news, can he? <laughs> He's, uh, to be fair, he didn't make the cut. He played at TPC, the Valley Course, in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. Um, a few weeks ago, he made a big stink about Vijay Singh playing in the tournament. So Vijay mm-hmm. Singh gracefully stepped away. Yes. Brady Chanel gracefully apologized. Um. It was okay. Like it, they, I don't know that they made up. Uh, I said last week I would have loved to have seen VJ sing in it. When you see the list of alternates, yeah. So it looked like a fun tournament. Um, but this is this is where I'm going to get fired up, right? Mm-hmm. Brady Schnell misses the cut on the line. Okay. So talk, talking smack to VJ Singh. You got to back it up a little bit. You got to show up in like the top 10. You got to make the cut at least. <laughs> yes, you've got to make the cut. All right. Number two. Well, let me quick ask you this. If you don't make the cut, did you waste a spot for another up and coming player? That Yeah. That Brady <laughs> Schnell, that's for you. you, you Good job you, wasting a spot. You tweet back at us. Um. Number two. Number two. The winner is Luke List. Okay. Long-time PGA Tour card holder. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. He's won over $7 million on on tour. He's never won. He's never won on tour. Mm-hmm. But he's been in the top 25 since 2013. So he's kept his card for seven years. Yeah, good player. Good player. And, I, you know, and I hope that this sort of like he's going to Harbor Town. Because technically, mm. Colonial was an invitational, so he did not get invited. Right. So he's playing regular PGA Tour event, Harbortown Links, Hilton Head Beach, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful golf course, tight golf course. I always love Jim Furyk on this golf course, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Right. Um, Brady Schnell, where are you? Why aren't you? Why aren't you dropping some some turd bombs on Luke List? Why don't you, you just, get on your Twitter machine and, and make it rain? Well, I mean, he had plenty of time. He didn't play golf all weekend. Yeah. He's sitting he around on Saturday on and Sunday. Watching golf just like the rest of us. Yeah. Man so, of the people. No, I just, I think, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I mean, let me put it this way. Over mm. the last seven years, Luke List has won over $7 million on tour. Yeah. You know what the winner's cut was yesterday? What? 105,000. Huh. Like, you make that like coming in the top 20 at a PGA Tour event, which he's done. Yeah. So, Luke, uh, Luke List, congratulations. Brady Schnell, either do it professionally and go after everybody or go away. Yeah. You're just, you're just an internet troll at this point. Yeah. And I, now that we know your name, it's never going away. Yeah, we're never going to stop. Nope. Brady Schnell. Brady the Smell Schnell. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. You got any news? Uh, I want to give a shout out to to Ryan Konigsberg of DNVR Bets, who who placed a line on the top four players he thought were going to make the top 20. Um, and we joined in with this on social media 
Uh, How much money did we make? We didn't make any money. As a matter of fact, we went 0 for 4. Well, I wasn't consulted. Oh, you were because two of your picks are on here. Oh, okay. So so I pit R4 to make Mm -hmm. just the top 20. All right. And we actually picked who we thought had the best chance to win the whole thing. Yeah. So we had Phil Mickelson, Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy, and Dustin Johnson. Yeah. One of them even made, in fact, two of them missed the cut. Rory shot plus three on Sunday, but we'll get into that. Nobody made top 20. Ryan oh, Konigsberg yeah. uh, picked Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, Ricky Fowler, and Tony Finau. Um, Finau Justin was in Thomas, there. Justin Thomas was the only one of the four who made top 20. Oh, can I, Tony, can I give a shout out? And uh, so, so we, we, uh, we ate our words. I was we usually confident. do that. We ate our words this morning on <laughs> or last night on uh, Twitter. On Hot Mike, yeah. No, on Twitter, yeah. I, oh, wow, on, yeah. yeah. On Twitter we went, and on Hot Mike. We went to the big show, and we, uh, we, <laughs> we ate our words on that, and he was very gracious winner. Um, so shout out to him. All right, are you we ready for this shout out? out? I'm shouting out the, the 17th hole. At <laughs> <laughs> destroying the hopes and dreams of not one player but two yeah um, and basically anybody who tried to make a putt on 17 yeah 18 was also brutal we'll get into that uh, is that it for the news that that is it for the news i love it all right cool you got to read oh uh, yeah kind of all right you, you do the read this time all right it's time for us to put down our bag and hear from our sponsors. All right. Hey, Ben, are you, uh, are you still working out? Yeah, I did 20 push-ups this morning. Did you really? Yeah. Are you, are you kind of out of energy? My shoulders are sore. You know what would help you with that? What? Recovery products from FNX Fitness. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Go to fnxfitness.com. Get on there. Search for recovery products, energy products, vitamins, supplements, sweet gear, and use promo code GOLF and get 15% off your entire order just for uh, listening to this podcast. You get 15% off, use the code, anything over $99, any order, free shipping, it's great. Get on there. Golf, G-O-L-F. Golf. You can tell I've been using it. I know you noticed my Instagram update. I'm getting, I'm getting strong, Ben. You, you got it. Yeah. I'm getting strong. And you got a new hat. And I have a hat, which just really ties it all together. All right. Cool. Man. Thanks, Fit- Gunner. FNX? Yep. FNXfitness.com. Promo code GOLF, 15% off. 15% off. And free shipping over $100. Over $99. Over not. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. And now to your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. There was real golf yesterday and the real day before golf. and the two days before that. This is so exciting. Yes. It's very, very exciting. Was this a four-day tournament? Yeah. And this it wasn't is a one-day first... tournament. No, it wasn't. This is our first full tournament that we've gotten to cover. Yeah. And what a tournament to cover for the first time. Hold on. Speaking of speaking of one day tournaments, mm-hmm. I I consider Hideki Matsuyama to be the defending champion at the players next year. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, enough of that. It's never so, enough. Hideki Matsuyama is the players' champion. Yeah. So so they played in Fort Worth, Texas, at Colonial. Mm-hmm. It was an empty course, no fans, no fans for another four weeks. Right. The player, I mean, it, that was probably the first question every reporter asked a player was, what was it like? I got kind of tired of that. Yeah. I, my favorite answer was Colin Marikawa, who basically was like, well, I played in college last year, so this is actually really normal. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have any fans either. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Xander, Unless you, count, you yeah. count family and friends as fans yeah xander xander Shoffley said if he had uh if there were fans on 17 he would have been way more mad than he already was yeah oh yeah oh just with the ooze 
So do you want to go through this day by day or you just want to talk about it as a whole? How do you want to do this since this yeah, is our can... first tournament? So I have I have some uh, I have kind of recaps, kind of what we learned, some hot takes yeah. for each day. Yeah. Uh, so we can, we can definitely go day by day. Cool. What would you what you like on Thursday? So on Thursday, uh, my takeaways were uh, Justin Rose was super dominant. Yes. Um, Kevin Na, on the other hand, the defending champion was not. He struggled bad and included a shank on uh, number seven. Like a legit shank? Like a legit shank. I did not see that. With a nine iron. And what was oh, fantastic wow. about it, uh, yeah, it was It was really, he was trying to little, hit a little knockdown into the green, and he just said, ah, oh, hosled it, and it was a legitimate shank. And nobody yeah. on the broadcast wanted to admit it was a shank. It went, no, I mean, how do you, so all of that time for Justin Rose on Thursday. Yep. How do you think Hanma feels about that? <laughs> oh, man. That... <laughs> He so Justin Rose made the right choice. Yeah, definitely. Good. Yeah, good choice. Um, uh, the big standout was Bryson DeChambeau. Yes, uh, he's a tank. Yeah, uh, he. As a matter of fact, he had a. Uh, I believe on the third or fourth hole. Uh, off the tee with a driver, carries three thirty, with almost two hundred mile an hour ball speed. It was. And this is the first time we've seen Bryson DeChambeau do anything since uh, quarantine. Yeah. And he has obviously decided that the bigger he is, the farther he can hit the ball. And he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong at all. Um, I, saw a, I saw a graphic this morning of uh, the top mm -hmm. 10 drives at Colonial. All of them were mm -hmm. over 345 yards. And mm -hmm. all of them were Bryson DeChambeau over the four days. He just he's hitting bombs. Yeah, he gets to the podium on Sunday and he's like, he's like, if I hit more putts, I would have won by a lot. <laughs> How does that make you feel to have somebody huh. get on the podium and be like, yeah, I would have, I would have just won by a lot. <laughs> yeah, I would have, I would have buried you all if my putter was working. That's yeah, that's incredible. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see. Phil uh, falls apart at the end of his um, first round bogeys. Three out of this, the final seven. Um, Ricky Fowler didn't make the cut. Ricky Fowler uh, was three over on, on round one. Uh, yeah. But highlight for Ricky Fowler, he was introduced on the first tee by Shooter McGavin. Yes. Yeah, that was um, cool to watch the introductions on the first tee. Yeah, that, that was really cool. I like that. Brooks Kepka did not shave his mustache. He should have. Um, the, uh, Nick Faldo called him Super Mario. And uh, Spieth, um, Harold Varner III, and Colin Marikawa showed up. Yeah, they went I low. Thought, I thought Spieth was back on round one. I yeah. mean, just absolutely back. But that's, I mean, that's Spieth in a nutshell over the last year and a half, is that he shows up on Thursday and Friday and he's nowhere to be found yeah. on Saturday, Sunday. So this is a little bit different because on Saturday he showed up, but on Sunday he did finish one over 71 and finished out of the top five. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was tough. But you know what I, I, I noticed day one, and I text you this, was Spieth's putter has been his downfall the past couple of years. Yeah. And he figured it out over this quarantine because his putter was on fire i realized over the course of the week he had a three putt mm -hmm. um, from short range but other than that I'm, his touch was back you felt like he was going to make it standing over the ball from any distance or he, at least it had a shot yeah. and that was really good to see when jordan speed's been struggling so much with the flat stick yeah no, i'm with you 100 it was nice to see a couple of those guys out there that you like Harold Varner the third, like when I think about him, um, I think about him at Beth Page Black against Brooks Kepka, mm -hmm. final group, and he just like so it was nice to see him back in contention on a Sunday. Um, I like I said, I wish he did a bit better. It would have yeah. been it would have been a much better story. But 
to be to be the story three out of the four days isn't bad. Well, Harold Varner shot bogey free in round yeah. one mm-hmm. and hit all 18 greens in yeah. regulation. And that hasn't been done in this tournament since 2010. Yeah. So he really came out, I mean, just ready to play. Can I just say one thing about the winner? Hmm. Daniel, Daniel Berger. Berger? Zero yeah. radar. See, he wasn't I, on anybody's radar. He was not, no. Like, he's good, and, like, I wasn't surprised that he won because he's been playing light out golf, like, lights out golf for the last six months. But mm-hmm. the other side of that is, like, he – I would have I would have said, yeah, like, he'll probably make the cut. But I didn't think he was going to be top 20 or top 10. Oh, absolutely. There, there wasn't – there wasn't a player that I would have kicked out of the top, even like the top 15 and yeah. replaced with Daniel Berger. Does that make no. sense? Yeah. yeah. I just, cause he wasn't even in the story on Saturday. Like he wasn't even in the story Sunday morning. No, 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 not at all. No, it was, no, Spieth, it was Varner the third. It was uh, Marikawa. It was like, I was so excited to see the Rory, um Bryce uh, well, let's let's not get it we, I'm getting way ahead of myself so Friday what happened Friday right miss cuts Phil misses the cut so Friday Phil misses the cut Ricky can't put it together uh fr- Friday was Friday was the I'm trying to think of the the right way to put it um fr- Friday's when the dreams of all the best players in the field were crushed, really. Yeah. Friday Friday is where we saw Colin Marikawa's um iron play. I mean just yeah. dominate. Mm-hmm. Justin Rose barely hangs on. Yeah. Xander Shoffley does really well on Friday. Um and I would assume Daniel Berger's rise in the leaderboard happened uh but again he wasn't on the radar so i didn't really pay attention to him friday was a weird day yeah um no nobody really did anything to help themselves except for like justin or jason kokrak um uh harold varner the third daniel berger they're the they're really the only ones xander shoffley who um helped themselves everybody else just floundered yeah, I was gonna say Friday there wasn't a whole lot to sort of discuss, and everybody was still discussing Bryson's seismic shift in size and ball movement. Everybody was basically saying, "Yeah, he's crushing it." Yeah. Yeah. So Saturday is when is when everybody started getting their stuff together. Yeah, but it wasn't like a typical moving day. It was, you saw like the top five players kind of trickle away from the rest of the field. Yeah. But not out of range. You saw Jordan Spieth have a great day on yeah. Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it just wasn't, it was a, it was, I'm not going to say this was, this wasn't like a typical golf tournament because it was, but yeah. just the, just everybody's coming back. Um, moving day is supposed to be where everybody just, throws balls in the hole yeah and scores a lot and we didn't see that happen and i'm gonna i'm going to equate that to no fans and no playing time for three months and yeah i was just back into it yeah i was just gonna say the same thing i was like friday you were so excited to see golf you didn't really notice the rust right yeah then on friday it almost came off like the the course was difficult yeah then on friday you saw the rust everywhere Yes. And then on Sunday you saw you saw a few guys shine up a little bit, but really there was still a bunch of rust out there. Jordan Spieth, yeah. Rory McIlroy, Bryson, a bunch of rust. Mm-hmm. Um you know to watch to watch the finishes cuz this is I mean let's let's just get to Sunday then. Mhm. You had the top I think you had four guys out of the top 5. Yeah. Miss a putt for birdie on 18. Oh, yeah. Justin Rose misses a putt for birdie on 18. Um, Colin Marikawa misses a 
misses a birdie putt yeah. on 18. To win. To, to win, win outright. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Daniel Berger hits his, but he's one of the only guys to hit it. Yeah. Xander, yeah. Xander Shoffley makes, um, misses on 18, but on 16 and 17, he almost. Uh, no, it's 15, 16. So 15, he saves like a 30 foot bogey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is beautiful because that could have been a double bogey. He would have been out entirely. Then on 16, he birdies it. So he's back yes. to 14. Which was also a big putt. Yeah. And then on 17, he's getting a, he's trying to save par so he can go into 18 and need the birdie to win and get the birdie to win. Oh, yes. And, and he just, li- you know what I mean? Like it, it comes all the way back around. Yeah, You're yeah. Right. It lips 360 degrees around. He lips it out. And it just looks like, uh, for me, the rust isn't aiming with the part. Right. For me, the Absolutely. rust is speed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, like, I mean, right? Daniel Berger mm-hmm. hits his putt. He's the 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 young gun in, you know, he's the low score in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is chasing him. Colin Marikawa misses a four-footer for birdie on 18. Yep. And then on the first hole of the playoff, playoff, He's got a right. three foot putt and it looks like he's trying to hit it 10 feet. He does. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was no, a, it wasn't no a wonder slingshots out. Yeah. Yeah. He's further yeah, away tough. on his second shot than he was on his first. Yeah. That, that so, was rough. Yeah. I would hate to lose like that to lip out. To I, wouldn't, lose a golf I wouldn't like winning like that. I would. Yeah. That too. I would, still I would like trophy. to just full miss it. <laughs> Oh yeah. I'd still take the check in the trophy, but I mean, if he, you know, if he's, if he's got to make a 15 foot par to save the hole, I feel mm-hmm. better about that than him lipping out. But you know, this is Daniel Berger's third win on the PGA tour. Mm-hmm. Marikawa has won. He's already yeah. talking about dethroning tiger woods. Oh. So I think this is just a mm. good lesson in, in humbleness and civility. Yes. <laughs> I will say Mur- Murakawa is the best iron player on tour right now. Yeah. Yeah. But no I was, doubt about I think, it. I think you get these young guys out there. Mm-hmm. And they, like, I think the difference between Tiger and a lot of these guys is, is he won so much before his slump, before his yeah. injuries. Like, Jordan Spieth won a bunch. Yep. We we had the same conversation with Jordan Spieth. Yeah. Oh, he he's got you know he he wins four majors. Yeah. He's only one shy of the Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. And or of the Slam, however you want to put it. The the but Jordy Slam. The yeah. <laughs> the Spieth Slam. Spieth Slam. But he's only one major away from that. Yeah. And. He's been on in a slump for three years, and but there was that there was that conversation like, oh, like he could contend with with Tiger if he keeps this up. Well, they and start doing just... the comparisons. I mean, it's like at what age did Tiger win his first major? At what age did Tiger win his second major? Like they do they do all of that stuff that just must you must have to live in like in an Amish bubble. Oh yeah, oh you'd have to. <laughs> Honey, can you, you are answering all phone calls. I'm never looking at the phone again. Like, I'm just going to play golf. You are going to arrange all of my play dates. I will see you later. <laughs> right. Uh, it gets tough. Yeah. But, I mean, Daniel Berger coming, coming back from a wrist injury. Yes. That he thought was going to derail his game entirely. Mm-hmm. Gets medical exemption and then wins this year. So, he's got another two years on tour. I'm excited for that. He's... Is is he one of the 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 spring bait break the spring break no. beach boys? No, no, no. That's Spieth, Thomas, um, Smiley Kaufman, and Ricky Fowler. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's four. Yeah, Daniel Berger reminds me like he he's kind of in that group, but not really. Daniel Berger looks like he like tends a farm when he's not playing golf. All of them do. Like I said, yeah, I said Chesson Hadley looks like a pair of chopsticks with rubber bands for arms. Yeah, but that's not wrong. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't look right. <laughs> he actually looks like that, though. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just kind of guessing at Daniel Berger. Although you know, I so yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say one of the things I, I noticed over the weekend that's something I haven't really noticed before is like because there weren't fans, you saw a lot more players walking. Yes. And so like the different quote unquote swaggers that different players have, mm-hmm. like DJ's got like a slow loping swagger. Dustin Johnson looks like uh, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo when he yeah. walks. Brooks has sort of like, uh, hey, you know, you know where the, you know which way the beach is, and then the locker room, and then the workout room. Like, can you can you point me in that yeah. direction? And then you've got Patrick Reed, who's just like, he he walks around like he's like he's like, am I supposed to be here? Did I steal something? Like, yeah, yeah. <sighs> he's hopeless. He played really well. I like when he wins. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think he's yeah. a good, like, it's just, he's one of those players that, like, they should, golf course only. Yeah, Patrick Reed's interesting, and I like that you say that. He's a good champion. He is a good person to have hold the trophy. He is just he's so divisive. Yeah. He's the villain. He is the villain. Like, for a while, it was, like, Tiger and Phil. Like, Phil was the villain. Tiger yeah. was going for all these records, and Phil was going to be the one to take them away. And now you've got Patrick Reed and the field. Yeah. So, you, you know, <laughs> so I have on. to... You've got, you've got Patrick Reed, Brady Schnell, and the field. That's right. Brady <laughs> Schnell is now Patrick Reed. Sergio Garcia, too. Yes. No. Oh, yeah, for sure. So since I'm obligated to make a um, to make a Space Jam reference in every episode, yeah, this is like watching the the big match between the Toon Squad and the Monstars, and you were still down with the Monstars slamming down the dunks. You were still like, "That's really cool seeing these giant monsters." I mean, just throwing down jams. Yeah. So but you weren't rooting for him. No. You just were like, hey, that's pretty cool. Because you wanted I'm like Patrick Ewing and Muggsy Bogues to like get their talents back. That's right. Not that they were ever going to win with those talents, but you just felt bad that like they weren't going to win and they didn't have any talents. Right. You you weren't root. It was Chris still Mullen? cool to see. Chris Mullen? Chris Mullen, I believe. Larry but, Johnson? But you weren't. You you weren't rooting for him, but you still enjoyed seeing it happen. So, That's Patrick Reed. He's so a monster. I was talking to Jr. this this week uh-huh. about last week's episode, and he was like, friend "He's of the like show. friend of the show, friend of the pod." That's right. Uh, sponsor of the pod. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. And uh, he's like, he we so we were talking about Sergio Garcia and Tiger Woods, and I was yeah. saying you can't tell the Sergio Garcia like you can't tell the Tiger Woods story without Sergio Garcia. That's true. And my dad was just a J. Sorry, not my dad. Jr. Edit. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, no, no, you can definitely tell the um the you can definitely tell the Tiger, Tiger. Woods story yeah. without Sergio Garcia. And I was like, I was just like. And tell me if you agree with this, right? Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods is to Michael Jordan mm-hmm. as Reggie Miller is to Philip Mickelson. Uh, Philip Mickelson. Yeah. Phil Mickelson. I, I, his his name is probably Philip, so that's fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't tell him I said uh, that. I totally agree. Now, where okay. I'm with JR in this, and I've said this before, that you can still get to the same conclusion on Tiger Woods without Sergio Garcia. But Sergio Garcia is such an anti-hero in this discussion. And yeah. Phil Mickelson is such an anti-hero so would in you the say, discussion of Tiger Woods. Yeah, just, you would need you, them. Okay. Would you say then that that so i put this in my in the sort of the next perspective which is like which is sergio garcia is then sort of like akin to patrick ewing like rivalry can tell the story with or without mostly like the story becomes that much richer when you talk about the bulls and the new york knicks right right um but to be fair like 
Michael Jordan had so much more of an impact on Patrick Ewing than Patrick Ewing would ever have on, on Michael Jordan than Sergio would ever have on Tiger Woods. Yes. Like you can't tell the, the Sergio Garcia story without Tiger Woods a million percent. So, yeah, so I actually – I agree with that. Yeah. But if we're going to make Sergio Garcia, Patrick Ewing, we're, we have to make Phil Mickelson, uh, Dennis Rodman. No, he's Reggie Miller. No, I'm saying I'm saying that. Yeah, okay. They're not on the same team. Yeah, like Reggie Miller got so close so many times and is still one like maybe top three, like shooting guards of all time, but he never got a championship because every time he got close, Michael Jordan was just sort of like was like I'm in the way. I see. I'm just saying in, in, in terms of storytelling yeah. to have the most effective uh, comparison. I'm losing my words. At no, no. Cause like, so like the Pippin character is going to be Stevie Williams. Okay. The dad's characters are going to be very similar. All right. The, the Rodman character is going to be Tiger's alter ego that got him in trouble in 2008. Sure. You put more <laughs> thought. I'm thinking on the spot. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I put a lot of, I, you I put, put a, a lot of thought, you put into actual this. thought into this. All well, right. I, well, I watched, I, so what we regard everything I've said and you yeah. continue. So, well, no, it's just basically cause I watched the slam and then I watched the, I watched the Michael Jordan one. And I was just sort of like, I was thinking in my head creatively, if Tiger Woods was to make this, Right. This exact documentary, mm-hmm. this is the story. Him and his oh, dad have you. a similar thing. Like the guy who lifts him up but never lifts him up enough, like who lifts him up but then sort of takes it away at the end, It could, is going to be Stevie Williams, who says, sorry, I don't want to be on your bag anymore. Like let's split amicably and then I'm not going to be so nice about it. Right. Um, like you've got the Butch Harmon. I mean, Butch Harmon is – uh phil jackson phil jackson thank you sorry brain went um so like the like it's gonna be a a very very similar you know it's gonna be oh tiger woods goes and meets with nike and they make the tiger woods brand yeah and it's gonna be sort of dumbed down on the personal stuff because tiger wood doesn't want a, a documentary about his personal life see i watch those two and we're we got to end this tangent. Um, but I, I watched the two things, not in a character uh, comparison, but more in a, like a um, feature comparison. I, yeah, I was kind of uh, more in a that. storytelling yeah. way. I, and I, I was totally engrossed and enjoyed it that way. The last dance that way. Right. But I did feel like there was this massive void. And like, if the, you're this competitive on the basketball court, what's going on at home? Mm-hmm. like how is home affecting the game how is the game affecting home like yeah. if you're going to call this the end all be all michael jordan documentary like you've got there has to be some personal ties to it yeah like his best friend is his driver yeah george what's his name i can't remember yeah yeah his name is george something but like he's like oh yeah he picked me up from the airport once and now we're best friends forever i'm like like, oh okay like that's that's great okay sorry tangent over tangent over um yeah so where were were well let me run through these stats that i found because this kind of this kind of actually is um, it these are we back to colonial we are back to colonial okay let me run down these stats of the top five i'm gonna go in order from Winner to final tied for third. Yep. Um, there's six of them because there's a four-way tie for third. Yeah. And this actually uh, caused my would you rather. So Daniel Berger, 306 uh, driving average, um, is now after the tournament um, 11th in FedEx Cup, um, jumped 34 spots and yeah. 31st in the world. Murakawa, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, 296 driving accuracy. We know he's a great iron player, uh, yeah. so a little low. Mm. Um, he's 18th in FedEx Cup, jumped 23rd. 
or 23 spots and is now 27th in the world. Kokrak, 311, mm -hmm. uh, driving. Uh, he jumps 47 uh, spots in a FedEx Cup. Deschambeau, yeah. through four days, still averaged 340 driving yards. It hurts my average. soul. Yeah, 13. I couldn't FedEx shoot it Cup. out of a gun that far. No, absolutely. I, <laughs> it's just incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's 13th in FedEx Cup and 12th in the world. Justin Rose, I guess this is his first tournament. Yeah, it um, is. For um, the PGA Tour this year. Yeah, for the 1920 season, yeah. Yeah, he, so he averages 298. Now, he's 123rd in FedEx Cup points. Yeah. But jumps 82 spots. <laughs> That's <laughs> and nice. Is, and is 14th in the world. And Xander Shoffley breaks into the top 10 um, in the world. Yeah. He also breaks in the top 10 in uh, FedEx Cup points and has uh, just under 310 driving yards. Yeah. These are all over the place, and they, they, they come in – one through three, or yeah, yeah, one through three, but one through six mm -hmm. in the tournament. So, I just it it shows that you don't have to that bomb and gouge and um, accuracy can still have the same effect. You just have to play your game. Yeah, I, that's what it said to me. Yeah, you can bomb and gouge it, but if you're not hitting putts, like. You're still going to get beat by Jordan Spieth. So the three big stories for me this week. Mm -hmm. Sung J.M. still number one in FedEx Cup points. Yep. He's, he's I like him a lot. Mm -hmm. I like Big Hero M. Big Hero Sung J.M. Big Hero M. He does look like Big Hero 6. I agree. <laughs> um, number two. Mm -hmm. Rory falls off on day four harder than Spieth does. Well, see, that's what I, that was my prediction for Rory McIlroy was he wasn't going to have a good weekend. Yeah. Cause Saturday, I mean, even hole one, he, you know, bogeys hole one and nearly hits, hits it off the fence almost out of bounds. Yeah. And then number three, Gunner. Yeah. Jack Nicholas is the most underrated player in PGA Tour history. I got a note from someone about this. <laughs> JR called me a genius. That's the first. I've known him 33 years, and that's the first time he's ever said that to me. He's lying to you. I mean, he still hasn't said, I'm proud. I got a note. <laughs> I got a note about this. Yeah. That it's, you keep making this statement, but they don't think that you have the goods to back it up. So this has to be. We've got to do a mini-sode. A mini sode because I steadfastly disagree, and I think so does the rest of the world. Okay, you're the only one with this take, which makes me happy. I like that you so, have this okay. Take. So then let me, I let just me don't agree with it. Let me rephrase this then. Yes, okay. Jack Nicholas is far greater than Tiger Woods. Okay. That's that when I'm saying he's like by people even considering Tiger Woods to be better to than be Jack Nicholas. That's why you're calling him underrated. That's why I'm calling him underrated. All right. Because when you look at Jack Nicholas's stats and not just like the championships, the number of times he's won, if you look at the amount of times he's won on tour consecutively, yes. I know, I'm not I'm not getting into this. Mini sode. Mini sode. Next week we're yeah. gonna do this. It's debate season. It is debate season. We're going to do this. I'm not messing around with this. Yeah. So that's All right. so yeah. So I'm not saying he's like underrated like he, oh like he's in the top 10 and he should be in the top 3. I'm saying I'm saying mm -hmm. people need to give him a lot more credit. People give Tiger Woods a lot more credit than there, there's a, there's a disparity between how much credit Jack and Tiger get. Yes. I agree with that. So you can do the eye test, and I'll be the numbers cruncher. <clears throat> okay. I like that. Next week. Yeah. Next week, we'll argue. I like After that. After the 19th. After the 19th, we'll argue. I love it. Yep. All right.
We should do a read. All right. Uh, am I doing? Am I? We should we do the bell tone read? We sh- we probably should because yeah. they're such great supporters of our podcast. Yeah. It's time for us to put down our bag and hear from our sponsors. Hey, Gunner. Yep. Gunner. Hold on. I'm. This is more visual than anything, but I can't really hear you. Do you do you, do you think you might have a hearing problem? I probably do. Do, do the wife and kids yell at you constantly? Uh, I hear them as m- small rumbles, but I think <laughs> they look like they're yelling. Have you heard of a small, quaint place called New Jersey? Well, I haven't heard of much because of my hearing issues, but yes, I know New Jersey. Well, if, it, if you live on the North American continent... Yes, as I do. And have any sort of transportation, including your legs... Well, probably on the eastern coast of of the North American continent. Yeah, or any anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, pl- we you have should, planes. You should you should head on down to Belltone Hearing Aids, Jersey Shore Hearing Aid Centers, owned and operated by Joseph Ridner, a wonderful sponsor of the Swingdom Podcast. That's right. Did I tell you what? Did I, he gives hearing tests? Did did you did you know how much they cost? How much? They cost zero dollars. What? Did, did I tell you about all the fascinating technology inside of hearing aids? No, tell me about it. Do you have, you have windows on your car, right? I do have windows. If you lower the windows on your car with one of these hearing aids in, it will automatically uh-huh. turn down the wind noise in your hearing aid so you can hear people around you better. Nice. Yeah, you can connect your hearing aid to your Bluetooth phone. So you're not going to need any of those wireless white earbuds. You just have, have hearing those. aids. I like them. But you're that's gonna like, nice. You're going to like your hearing aids better. Yeah, because then I could actually hear on top of listening to my phone. Yes. If any of this sounds appealing to you, you should head to Belltone Hearing Aid Centers, Jersey Shore Hearing Aid Offices. They're in Freehold. They're in Ocean Township. They're in Hazlitt. They're in other places along the Jersey Shore. Nailed yep. it. Nailed, Nailed that it. One. Um, again, free hearing test. Tell them we sent you. The code word is golf. Yeah, or just say this. you heard about them on the Swingdom podcast. Yeah. Because every, every time you use Belltone Hearing Aid Centers, they give a little bit back to us, and that makes a big difference. Yep. So call 732-888-9000 and schedule your free hearing test. And if you don't get a hold of him that way, here's his cell phone number. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I laughed through the the, the re-intro, but that was funny. Yeah. That was good. All right. Would you rather? Would you rather? You ready? Not, I mean, not really. Let's let's do yours first. Fine. I'm like I'm ready. I just always, I feel like I've done. Let's do yours first, and then I'll get into my my troubles. All right, we'll just do one. Would you rather then? Yeah. All right. So here, would you rather? And like I said, this is based off those stats that I put together. The 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 huge differences in driving uh, distances plus the differences in um, accuracy. Would you rather always hit? The long ball, okay. Would you always? Would you rather always be really long with your with your uh, swings, or would you rather be accurate? Hit bombs or hit darts. So what? So this is. I need. I need numbers. I need like a percentage. Because okay. I was going to do something similar, and I like. So yeah. So okay. Here you go. Just. Let's whatever, just say 340. Whatever your I this is this would have to be per person. So let's say you get an you you still hit it as accurately as you do now, but you hit, you know, misses, some left, some right. Yeah. But you have a 30% increase in distance with every club. Mm-hmm. Or you have a 15% decrease in distance, but everything goes dead straight. The second one. 
dead straight? Yeah. All right. That would change my game entirely. If I knew I was hitting a six iron dead straight, even though it was going to roll out of the back of the green, I would take, I would take a 15% discount on that guy. So you would rather be Justin Rose or Colin Marikawa than Bryson DeChambeau? Yeah. I have to agree. Yeah. I really, I really do. Mine was going to be very similar. Mine was going to sort of be, which, which, uh, sorry, you, you finish up. Well, I, what I was going to say is I, I love the bombs. I really do. I love when guys get up there, tee it high, let it fly, hit dingers, all that jazz. It's really something special in golf to see a pure iron player. Yeah. And I've always enjoyed that part. Now, yeah. I like to hit driver. But if if I had all my irons just dialed in all the time, yeah. oh man, that would be such a sweet feeling. Like this is gonna sound a bit like, but like to me, like a long driver is a bit like a graffiti artist. I see that makes sense. Yeah, and like an iron player is a bit more like a practice classical fine artist. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with sort of like. Actually, I wouldn't say fine artist. I would say, you know, at, but sort of like with, they paint within the realms of canvas and things like that. Yes. Like they sort of know what their tools are. They know where they're playing the game inside of. And mm -hmm. I feel like the bomb and gouge guys are just sort of like, let's spray this everywhere. I'm going to put some color here. I'm going to put some, when I come, when I look back at the bigger picture, it's all going to come together. But right, right there in that moment, like it, it can all sort of go a bit wrong. Right. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, go for it. Would you rather drive the ball 340 yards mm -hmm. and not make a single putt outside of 10 feet? Mm -hmm. Or would you rather drive it 280 yards and make every putt from inside 20 feet? So 340 yards. And never make a putt. <laughs> like I need a whiteboard. I'm, yeah, outside I'm writing of 10 on a feet. Outside of 10. I'm using a piece of paper. Or 280 and make everything inside 20. Yeah. Uh, 280, everything inside 20. Yeah. Hands down. That, that yeah. extra 10 feet of putting is. Yeah. Like from this for me was a big thinker because I was sort of like, okay, if I drive it 340, mm -hmm. and it's a 400 yard, I've got six. Like, what are the odds of me getting it inside 10 feet from 60 yards? Right. And then I'm sitting there going, okay, what are the odds of me getting it inside 20 feet from 120 yards? No, so that's 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 actually how well you and I have a pretty similar game. We yeah. don't have a problem hitting greens as long as we're not trying to go to the pin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. if we're not trying to find a zone on the green, we can hit greens. Yeah. We only ever get in trouble when we try to get it too close. Sometimes yeah. we get lucky. Uh, I'd say a lot of times we get lucky, but if we just hit for the and you're a big proponent of just hit it to the center of the green, yeah. there's a good chance that the pins within 20 feet of I, the center of yeah. the green. I only go for the pins if I'm if if I'm inside a hundred feet. If I'm sand mm -hmm. wedge or less, so 105 yards, not feet, yards. Sorry about that. If I'm inside mm -hmm. sort of like 110 yards, I'm going for the flag. Right. Other than that, you're going for the center. See, yeah, I, have a I bad... would say I would say gap wedge and pitching wedge. I might be going for like quadrants. Uh -huh. But I'm still happy on the green. And anything over that, I'm just sort of like on the green. Yeah, see, I have a bad problem. I go for the pin location inside, like of, one, inside <laughs> of 170 is kind of my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not like... No, but I do fall into trouble sometimes. I just need to get much better at putting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, all right, what are you doing in golf this week, man? Well, I am playing Father's Day weekend. It's coming up. Um, whoop, whoop. And so uh, being a father of two wonderful children, uh, mm -hmm. we're we going to play golf both days. Oh, wow. I'm really excited. Yeah. Back Is that your Mother's Day gift? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, uh, um, just want to let you know his Mother's Day gift is that on Mother's Day she lets him play golf on Father's Day. That's that's right. That's exactly <laughs> it. So um, on Saturday, gonna go out and play. Mm-hmm. Whoever wants to come can come. Sunday is uh, my son and I. We go out and play. Um, if you want to come play, that's fine. Um, but Saturday, no kids. Sunday, kids. That's well, what we're doing. That's the way to time. do it. <laughs> yeah, it is the way to do it. Yeah, really excited about it. And I and my wife and I went out to the driving range, and she even hit balls. That's really cool. Yeah, you look buff in that picture. You don't look very buff now. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Anytime. <laughs> no, no, no. That's because I, I hide the guns with these sleeves with my jacket. So nobody gets intimidated. Yep. That's that's great. That's the way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. What are you doing in golf? I am. I'm just, I'm going video crazy, man. The YouTube is going bonkers. I'm having so much fun shooting videos. I've got probably another five videos coming out this week. Dang. I'm trying to, I'm going to try to have like a hundred videos before the end of August. So if anybody out there knows anybody who has not subscribed to the YouTube channel, it's The Swingdom. We're on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to us. It, it is probably the second biggest help to us other than third biggest help other than telling your friends to listen and reviewing mm-hmm. us on Apple iTunes. And if you guys want to see more of our content, go check us out on Instagram at The Swingdom. Uh, check us out on Twitter at the Swingdom. Yep. Check us out on Facebook. Definitely get on the YouTube. Yeah. Um, it is just going bonkers. Thank you everybody for the support on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Yeah. Um, we so, so appreciate a lot. It. We have gotten a um, a bunch of support on Apple Podcasts recently, and um, we're making big jumps in the charts out of nowhere. So yeah, everybody who's gotten in on that. We really appreciate it. Um, you guys are the best. And this yeah. is super fun. We yep. love it. We love it. Thank you guys again. We'll catch you either midweek or next week. We'll see what's going on with this uh, Jack Nicholas underrate, underrated player of the lifetime award. That's right. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right, Gunnar, I'll talk to you later. All right, Ben. And now to your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. That was that was the wrong one. Are you ready for the right one? I'm ready for the right one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to the Swingdom. Remember, we're just two guys. Twenty-eight clubs, zero parts given.